Welcome to another episode of the Miles Offside Podcast, where we talk a little bit of football and a whole lot of nothing. My name is Oscar Puente, also known as Footy From Afar, and with me as always are my co-hosts Chuck Bailey and Ian Stimson. How's it going, lads? What's up? You good, Oscar? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I just feel like this this podcast is now just a bellwether of your mood. <laughs> yeah. You can always tell from the intro where we're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went back to the classic intro on this one. I didn't even use the, uh, we're literally three people talking. <laughs> Which I, I can't decide if I like more or less than our regular one. We got that from a listener, right? That came from Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Loads of other people were listed with sort of descriptions of their pod. And then ours was just, yeah, Sam Danby, I think. Yeah, literally three people talking. I'd be really happy if we did get, if everyone wants to leave us a five star review. Ding! Putting it at the front of the pod now. Because I know you probably yeah, switched Especially off. all our American listeners. We still don't have enough ratings on American iTunes to rank. So that'd be great. Yeah, five stars. But, but please feel free to just put literally three people talking. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Just take the stars. Yeah, right now, literally right now, take out your phone. You all have a phone on you. Take it out. I'll wait. Yep. Okay. Now open up iTunes. Fingerprint recognition. Yep. Nope. You're not holding your finger in the right place. Do it no, again. The other one. Oh, you're, it's sweaty. Wipe it off. Wipe it off. Do you get that? I have really sweaty fingers, so my fucking fingerprint yeah, thing. Doesn't mine work. barely ever works. Yeah, no, it never works. <laughs> Mine's on the back of my phone. I don't like it. Is it? Get an iPhone yeah. like the rest of us. No. You and your fucking green text messages. Anyway, uh, leave us a review. <laughs> That's all. Okay. Um, so if you are joining, I didn't do this last week and it felt weird. Uh, I just kind of jumped into it. So I want to say welcome. If you are a new listener, we're happy to have you. Uh, we are just literally three people talking, <laughs> like Sam Damby <laughs> said. Um, we go through some news. We go through some deep dives on some bigger stories. We take a break. We come back with listener questions and predictor games and all sorts of fun stuff, and then preview next week's fixtures and call it a day. So let's go ahead and jump right into it with our breaking, breaking, breaking news. No, whoa, that's whoa, not what whoa, it is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. That's not, that's not what the fucking section's called. <laughs> Honestly. Sorry. 35 episodes. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been a long day, right? It, the fact that I even turned up after the last two weeks, really. Well, yeah, true. Pull yourself but, together, man. Yeah, sorry, okay. You know, I don't tightly script this podcast so as you can get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, and, <laughs> and we don't want to call a segment by something that accurately describes it. If it is new news, then it would be breaking. We want it to be rapid news where we take a lot of time. But bear in mind, it usually takes me about two days to get the podcast out, so it's definitely not breaking. It's not breaking at all. Even some of these stories are from like... Six days ago, when as of recording time. <laughs> not we'll even news. Okay. Anyway, the new listeners are definitely getting a good idea of what the hell this show yeah. is like. Yeah. Uh, and unsubscribe. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> well, let's try that again and jump into it with our rapid, rapid, rapid fire news. Top story this evening, Claude Puel has been sacked as manager of Leicester City after 16 months in charge. Chuck, at least he made it a year, right? That's what Roy will do to your son. Roy Hodgson, the elder statesman of the Premier League, officially now, as the oldest serving and oldest winning manager, with a lovely, fully undeserved 4-1 victory over Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. <Yeah. laughs> Talk us through that. I'm curious to hear about the 4-1. 
in in long and short of it is it even watching the game it had one nil Leicester written all over it. <laughs> um, it's just what teams forget and where Palace do well is if you let Palace play their own game or like give them the ball or whatever, we're not very good. But if you try and attack, we're actually all right because you know now with Batshuayi coming in and stuff, we've got quite a lethal front front three um, that is very pacey. So we just kept hitting him on the break, and then just like a penalty and a few other bits. And yeah, it's just, it's a shame Puel went, but you know from his from his post match, it did very much seem like he kind of knew it was coming and resigned himself to it quite quite a while ago. Um, not that he's the most emphatic of managers anyway. Yeah. Uh, he has got a lovely voice, but um, you just fear for him. You just think he's going to cry at any moment. We've talked a bunch recently about whether managers aren't given enough time or they're given too much time in some cases. Sorry, specifically. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Ian, what do you think? Was it fair to get rid of Puel now or like was it a bit harsh? Did you say 16 months? 16 months, yeah. I mean, that Did seems... Did like... that long? That's I was going to say, I didn't realise it was says, that long. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's hell of a run. I mean that's that's fair enough. I think and and I mean I think Leicester fans maybe they're slightly um, skewed by their Premier League win, but I mean generally I think they've been pretty patient. Leicester have been really inconsistent this season. Yeah, I just don't think that where Leicester, what Leicester fans are used to as well, and where they obviously won the league was being this exciting counter-attacking team. Right, exactly. And and he's Puel not just in his personality but also in his tactics is fairly reserved and I don't think it plays into his hands or mm. played into his hands sorry is that even Jamie Vardy was coming out and saying that the tactics don't suit him because of the type of player he is and I heard there was a few other things like Kasper Schmeichel and yeah. some other dramas so let's let's face it none of us are surprised that's right although I, I did think like how far he's fallen thinking about how he got back-to-back victories against City and Chelsea just like a month and a half ago, almost two months ago. It was around Christmas. I don't remember exactly when, but it was around. Oh the- yeah, that is true. They beat yeah because because Leicester beat City the the week after or the week before Palace beat City the week after. I think. Yeah, that's right. And right around when we got in there too, it was it was the we talked about City's bad run. They beat yeah. City and then they beat us back to back. Like so so to go from that to fired like less than two months later, that's I that's mean, like pretty quick. Maybe the level of ambitions just just changed at Leicester. It's yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they definitely are expecting, I think, to be challenging, at least for Europe. Yeah, pushing for it, or decent cup runs. They got knocked out by Newport, I think. In the yeah, FA I think cup. a lot of fans weren't best pleased about that team they put out there. So Yeah, no, not at all. And and Vardy did come out and say, like, oh, I don't think his style suits me. Like, it's bad. But to move on to, I guess, our next story, slash still this story developing... Uh, as this morning at the time of recording, Brendan Rodgers was appointed as the new manager of Leicester City. Um, so what do we think about that, guys? What do we think about Brendan Rodgers? It's just good to have him back in the Premier League, isn't it? He should be good value. He was great value when he was Liverpool manager. I I thought he did a fantastic job at Liverpool. I thought he was har- it was a bit harsh to get rid of him when they did. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the comparison of like his first 100 games versus Klopp's first 100 games and... He actually has oh, they're like almost identical, almost identical, and I think if I remember correctly, Rogers had like a couple more goals scored and one more win, or something like that. But basically, exactly the same. Um, and everyone talks about Klopp being this, you know, mad genius, and it, 
this, you know, huge changing everything at Liverpool and bringing them up to the status they deserve, blah, blah, blah. I thought Rodgers did, like, a really good job when he was there. I thought they were fun to watch, too, like. Yeah, they were, they were still a really good team. I mean, they, they still pressed for the title then. But it's just where I, I know a lot of the criticism for him came from, from his recruitment kind of side. He mm. didn't necessarily buy a lot of the best players and, and it didn't really work out for him in that way. And it's and it kind of shows that obviously Liverpool had the money because now they've spent, what, Klopp's had five, six transfer windows and a ton of money and they've given him that to yeah. go on. And they just didn't feel that Rodgers was the right person to take him further than that. Um, and that's not necessarily to say that they thought he was a bad manager, but... You know, he did good things at Swansea. That's what got him the Liverpool job. And yeah, he's had time to get his confidence up in in the Scottish Premier League. But I just wonder, I think it'll be good for Leicester because he'll open them up and play more attacking, obviously. But I wonder if that time in the Scottish Premier League where it isn't as competitive has kind of maybe dulled his kind of tactical nous or, or something like that, potentially. But definitely one to watch. Yeah, do you guys know anything about how he his teams played in Scotland? Like, was it a lot of possession the way he had been at Swansea? Was it counterattacking? Do you guys watch the Scottish League at all? We don't get it over no. here, so I've never seen it. Mate, it's it's Scotland. Like, it's Celtic, and then it's, like, bin men. Like, <laughs> there's, it's not a very competitive league. They don't, they don't brand it like that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's on the commercials. <laughs> yeah. On Sky Sports. But that could be some value on their FPL players if they, you know, if Vardy comes back and they do suit more of Vardy's style of play. He was fantastic value back in the day, so that could be interesting, certainly one to watch. Our next story this evening, Mauricio Pochettino has been charged with improper conduct by the FA. Uh, after the his behavior at the end of the 2-1 defeat at Burnley, where he angrily confronted referee Mike Dean and argued with the fourth official. So what do we think, Ez? We just really want to know what Dean said, don't we? I really <laughs> want to know what Mike Dean said. What did it to, to incense? Because Pochettino is always so level and reserved. And he and he was, after, after that, in, in the post-match interview, he was very yeah. kind of... Uh, self-deprecated isn't the word. What was it? It's just, just it was really a, it was calm. A good, and, good performance, and, wasn't it? He, he was sort of saying, you know, it's the team's fault and ultimately my fault, and he did a real good job of diffusing it. I mm. almost thought he might get out of the charge, to be honest. Yeah, he did. He did a much better perform job performing in in the post match than his team did on the pitch because yeah. that was pretty pretty <laughs> bloody woeful. Yeah, no Lorente, no party. That's that's what it is. That's the rule. So what happened? Because I didn't see this. Someone run me through it. So it was a uh, disputed corner that was the main thing for Burnley's first goal. Was that right? And um, Burnley got the corner, but it it shouldn't have been, basically. Yeah, I think it came off Jeff Hendrick. He dived in and it looks like on the camera from where Mike Dean is, he should be able to see that easily. But, you know, it's Mike Dean, so... But I'm almost surprised Pochettino went, went off because he had a good sort of half an hour to calm himself down. I mean... Obviously, I suppose you've just lost, so you're not going to be that calm. But yeah, happened like 60th minute or something, didn't it? But to flip out about a corner kick call, it seems excessive. Like, especially we talk about him being like a level-headed guy. Like, what was it that you know sent him off so much? Like, I don't. Understand. I think ultimately he was just angry about his team's performance and then just vented that way. You know. Yeah. Well, there are there are rumors going around that obviously Mikey Dean has had a had a bit of a dig 
Um, whether you can believe them or not is untrue, but it, it does seem weird that there there are videos of a camera going close to the confrontation. Yeah. And, and uh, Sarri's, uh, Sarri? Sorry, Pochettino's <laughs> assistant um, shouting, you can't say that, you can't say that, and Pochettino saying, say it again for the cameras. So, wow. I wouldn't put it past Dino. <laughs> Anybody uh, has a lip reader come out and be like, oh, he called him so and so? Yeah, there's always a lip reader ready to go when there's an yeah, incident. Yeah, usually, yeah. I haven't seen, I don't think they had a shot of it. I haven't seen anything like that. So, no. Dean knows exactly what he's doing, he knows where the cameras are. Yeah, that's true. He always has at least one eye on the cameras. Maybe that's why he messed up the call. All right, well, our next story, David De Gea got his 100th clean sheet this weekend at Liverpool, putting him at less than half the number of clean sheets of Petr Cech. So, <laughs> <laughs> Dig, dig, dig. Pretty good, right? You know, half of Petr Cech is not bad. Isn't he half the age of Petr Cech as well? All right, that's uncalled for. <laughs> he hasn't even been the Chelsea keeper for years now, but I still like, I love him so much officially his last season isn't it yeah he's retiring and chelsea already said they're giving him a job so they do they do do really well to like take care of their guys afterwards like john terry drogba lampard check all of them have come through after retiring to sort of do stuff uh david de best keeper in the world right now not the best keeper in the world right now after the world cup last summer is 100 clean sheets a big deal what, what are your thoughts on all this it's taken him a while to get there I mean, in that he's been at Man United for a, a long time now, and I I read something on on I think the BBC that said what he would need another eight seasons or something at the current rate of clean sheets. He'd need yeah. another eight seasons to get to Petr Cech. I mean, that's that's a lot. When you How when old he started he? he started young because the remember when he first joined Man United, everyone was like because he he made a few errors or whatever. Everyone was like, oh yeah, he's young, he'll sort himself out, you know. So yeah. he was very young when he joined. So he's got time, but it just seems like. Mm. Yeah, the, at the minute the rate of clean sheets is not not quite elite, but he is obviously a elite keeper. You know? Yeah, he joined in 2011, so he has. I'm on his Wikipedia wow. right now. He has 264 appearances for Man United, so a clean sheet every two and a half ish games. That's pretty good. Yeah, two out of five clean. Two out of five games is a clean sheet, which is fantastic. Um, but he is 20. He's only 28, actually. For a keeper, that's still pretty young. They tend to go till their late 30s. I don't know if he'll still be at United for that long, but he's got another solid eight seasons, so I could see him getting there. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't like him. <laughs> fuck him. He's Man United, so fuck him. That's all. Oh, dear. Done. <laughs> and I wonder why our Northwest numbers are down. Yeah. <laughs> it's because we talk shit about all the Northern clubs and the, like... Region. Uh, Ian, I think you're the only northerner that I like. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's not true. I don't like you. I don't like you either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of people who are dislikable, next story. <laughs> Josie Mourinho is hoping to avoid internal conflict at his next club. Quote, I want to work with people that I love, says former Manchester United manager. Uh, isn't so he's, he's going to work with himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what we're saying, right? Yeah. He's just going to sit on his own in an office. Playing well, if he wants manager. no conflict, even he would. Met, he seems like the kind of guy who would start an argument in an empty room. <laughs> yeah, annoyed at himself. I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean the the cause of all the, most of the internal conflict, saying he wants to work at a club with no internal conflict. It's, it's fantastic. Like, yeah, just stay jobless, mate. Just stay jobless. 
Yeah, he's gotten paid like I think it was eighty million pounds in payoffs from getting fired at like all the different clubs he's gotten fired at. I believe it's seventy-two million. Seventy-two. There oh, it is. Yeah. That's not Chuck has that memorized. <laughs> Chuck's doing sit-ups like a guy in prison, being like seventy-two million. 72 million, just training for his revenge. 72, right, just just analyse it for one second. Just stop, just stop <laughs> and think. Go. 72 million quid for being shit at your job. Well done. <laughs> like, well done. You you get paid that much for not being good at your job? Like, fuck. How much do you get paid for being shit at your job? <sighs> not 72 million. Not 72 million. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be here talking to you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Chuck's way out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, just start fights with people three years into a new job, and then you'll get paid out. Just need to get people getting uh, Patreon subscriptions and buying socks, mate. That's what I need. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, and our last story this evening, Fulham under-18 player Ben Davies. Ben Davis? Ben I never Davis. know how to pronounce that anymore, because you people all pronounce everything all wrong. <laughs> Could face jail in wow. Singapore says the country's Ministry of Defense, Minister of Defense, because he missed his mandatory national service. See, you say Ben Davis, and all I think of is the Welsh guy who plays for Tottenham. Yeah, no, this is an 18-year-old lad uh, for Fulham, and Singapore are threatening to chuck him in prison for three years because he's missed his national service. Three years is a lot of time. Clearly, this kid doesn't understand. He, You just need to go to the Asia Games. This is how we do it. Win. <laughs> That's what you need to do. There's a well-established route for avoiding national service. How how did he not figure this out? Oh. Just say to Singapore, just be like, we'll win. We'll win the Asia Games. There seems to be a little bit of, uh, isn't he not declaring for Singapore as well? Because there seems to, I think, I don't know whether it was the Ministry of Defence who, who were getting involved in football matters and saying sort of, well, we trained him and now he's over there. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> It's a different kind of training. I don't really see him using an M16 at Craven I don't Cottage. think they were getting at that, yeah. Maybe in the north. <laughs> that might know. come into play. Yeah, but uh-huh. never in West London. God, no, oh, come, come on. on. That's very um Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that'll do it for Rapid Fire News. So let's go ahead and jump into our big stories today. Uh, Chuck, I'm going to have to substitute you for Willie Caballero. So if you could just get off the mic. And let him in? I'm not going anywhere. No, uh, no, we're, we're No, I'm subbing. not going. I'm not going. But I've already put in the... I'm not going! Okay. <laughs> Just, am I Zola or David Luiz in this situation? What am I, <laughs> what am I doing? Uh, well, you're not David Luiz with that hair. I'll tell you that. Yeah. No, nowhere near enough hair. <laughs> no. Okay. All right, well, so I guess our big sort of... It, the, the thing anyone's talking about on soccer podcasts this week is the the ridiculous Kepa situation at the end of the Chelsea City match. Are we, go, oh, are we going straight into it? Should we talk about the game first, at least? Sure, I'm happy to talk about the game. Yeah, Oscar's going to be delighted to talk about the game. Let's give Oscar some something to be happy about before we destroy his soul again. Yeah, Chelsea Twitter was like all kinds of angry about everything after this match. I think the Kepa incident, obviously... <laughs> brought out a lot of emotions in most people. Um, and then losing in penalties is always, like, tough. But in terms of the, like, compared to what else has been going on at the club for the last month, I think it was a pretty good day And at the end of the, you know, at end of the whistle. I was happy. Like, we held City for 120 minutes. 
definitely held them over 90. We had had them actually slightly edged on XG. Um, that's not saying much. It was like 0.63 to 0.59 or something. So I remember looking in about the 85th minute, and I think there'd only be one shot on target or something. Yeah, it, it wasn't a lot. There was, there was no shots for a long time. But that's a good thing. Like, when Chelsea can hold City genuinely to like a, a 0-0 that isn't yeah. a huge fluke in terms of XG, isn't a fluke in terms of performance. Like, okay, so my big thing that I've been harping on for weeks now is, sorry, so stubborn, he can't change his tactics. He doesn't change the lineup. He's always playing Alonso, blah, 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 blah. In this match, they definitively came out in a different shape. It was still a 4-3-3, but they were in a completely different shape tactically. They didn't press aggressively. They had a medium block, which is to say the defenders were in the 18-yard box. The midfielders were just slightly outside of that. And they pressed, but never more than three people at a time and never into the other opponent's half. So, like, that's just completely radically different tactics than what we've done. And yeah, it but you can't, you, you know, you, it would be pretty immature of Sarri not to adjust the system when about a month ago they got hammered by by City. And, and so, you know, he had to take lessons from that. There's, there's no two ways about it because there's absolutely no way he would have kept his job uh, if if that had happened again. Sure, but if I had asked you ahead of this match if you thought he was running out the same old 4-3-3 with Alonso or if he was going to change the tactics, what would you have said? I think all of us would have said he's just going to run out the same old nonsense. Like, So for just it being, like I think, the first time that I can remember him tailoring tactics and a lineup specific to another opponent instead of just saying, this is the way I play, this is what I'm going to do. And fucking surprise, surprise, it actually worked when you play to our strengths and like try to go towards their weaknesses. I, that was great. Like, that made me happy. You know, uh, the the guys all looked genuinely passionate, perhaps in Kepa's case a little too passionate, but who knows what happened there. We'll get to that. But they, they looked good, and in crucial moments, in like a critical time, he subbed on Loftus-Cheek and Hudson-Odoi. Instead of, there there wasn't Kovacic for Barkley at the 70th minute. Like, And I even <laughs> tweeted two hours before the yeah, match. Yeah, that was so... Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oops, I meant to schedule that for 1 p.m., which would have been the 65th minute. And it and it never happened. So, like, all of those things are pluses for me. You get to penalties, you lose penalties, it's going to happen. Jorginho is fucking terrible at penalties. Jorginho needs to not take them. But, like, I, I'm not upset. I didn't care. I don't care about this trophy. I don't fucking care about the Carabao Cup. I care about the performance, and they play, they performed pretty well. Like... Compared to everything else, I think it was something for Chelsea fans to be happy about, for once. What do you? What was your take on it? Like, because you you guys have heard me crying for the last two I weeks. I thought like, Chelsea would win because like their training gear is sponsored by the Carabao as well, and so it's the Carabao Cup and the Carabao team. It's like Arsenal winning the Emirates Cup each year in the Emirates Stadium. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just thought that that was it was just meant to happen. Um, not that anyone really knows what Carabao is or has you know ever seen anyone consume Carabao ever. What is it? It's an energy drink. No one's ever bought it. No one no one knows what it is. It's just it's it's a front, isn't it? I've been drinking milk in protest. <laughs> and, and Coca-Cola. The milk cup. Yeah. And going to Rumbelows yeah. and I'm ordering something from Littlewoods. <laughs> Little Oh fucking hell, the Littlewoods Cup anyway. <laughs> yeah, they were they did go quite hefty on the branding with the mm. uh Six foot high LED fluorescent hoarding for a drink no um, one's ever seen. Yeah, for a drink that doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> um, to to adapt to Man City and hold them to nil nil 
um, in that way is is incredible from Chelsea. And, and, and it is a shame, obviously, when you go out on penalties because penalties are a lottery. I don't think anyone really enjoys penalties. I don't, unless I'm actually vested in a game, I, I pretty much turn off penalties. Um, really? when it comes on because at that at that point I don't care because it's just but there's always such drama that's crazy yeah it's just too much of luck and I'm not really that bothered it's there, there needs to be some better way of it happening I just think do extra time forever <laughs> just keep doing it that's like what basketball does yeah do like fourth overtime and fifth overtime and sixth overtime and just keep it going eventually someone will just concede on themselves because they want to go home like <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough put that in <laughs> ah put it in it's easy um and yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. The fact that he he has used uh, some of the younger players and finally bringing Loftus Cheek on and, and Hudson Odoi on, especially in what is a cup final, um, and the fact that Sarri's never won a major trophy. So not, I'm not saying obviously that it is a major trophy, but he's never won a trophy. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. So the, the fact that he has faith in those players is really good. I mean, obviously with the transfer uh, ban, he's kind of going to have to have. Um, mm. faith oh in those yeah, players. have we talked about that, or was that after we recorded last week? No, well, I mentioned it last week as a possibility, and then right, 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 right. and then the story came out the next day. There's a lot of stuff going on uh, with Chelsea, and you know we've kind of mentioned it a few times, and it, and it kind of culminates in what what kind of sullies a, a great game with with this Kepper incident, which has been a bit of a laughing stock. I don't know what your thoughts are really on it. Oscar. Me? Oh, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, I, you know where I'm at with this club right now. Like, just something to watch. It was inter- it was entertaining. I don't like Sorry, so people being like openly revolting against him is hilarious. Like, uh, so I'm sitting there with like, you know, I got a bucket of popcorn. It's got like extra butter on it, like really good popcorn. And I'm watching and I'm laughing and I'm like, yeah, fucking get it. Let's go. Fuck you that guy. He sucks. That, that, that is how you were. Yeah, in the moment, Emily was cringing and dying because she gets a lot of secondhand embarrassment for people. But I was laughing. I fucking love an awkward situation. It cracks me up. But, like, it's obviously a bad look. Like, what? I'm not, you know. Yeah. That's not. And he, Keppa is in the wrong, fully. Whatever he thinks of sorry, if someone makes a substitution, you need to comply with that. Like, period, point blank. Right? But. The bigger thing to me, and I noticed it before extra time too, and I said this to Emily and I think I might have texted you guys. I don't even remember. But I said, you know, it's really weird. The camera lingered over Pep leading his huddle basically on the edge of the pitch before extra time because they don't go all the way into the locker rooms. And yeah. then they cut to Chelsea's huddle and sorry wasn't even in it. He was like kind of ambling around on the outskirts of it, but wasn't interlocking arms with anybody. And Aspi was very clearly leading the huddle inside, giving the team talk, talking about like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. And I was like, holy shit, things are really bad that he's not even in the fucking huddle right now. And then later when the Keppa thing happened, I immediately was like, oh, okay, Aspi's going to go over, make Keppa go off. He's the captain. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the most level-headed, nicest people, like... Him and Conte are beloved by all players in the entire league from all teams, just like class act kind of guys, the opposite of Diego Costa, right? (laughs) And he didn't. He like actively ignored the situation. And then later, when it was about to be penalties, everybody was coming up to Kepa and like patting him on the back, 
Alonzo literally like kissed him on the cheek for good luck and was like, you got this, you got this. As P like went over to Keppa and didn't say shit to Sari. No one said anything to Sari at any point. He was like off by himself in the corner. So that Keppa did that is embarrassing, but that no one had Sari's back. Not anyone. They, they, like didn't even try to intermediate and be like, you know, let's calm down. Didn't David Luiz go over to him and say like he needed to come off or whatever? Yeah, but he, but like Luiz isn't the captain, and he like half-heartedly did it. It wasn't anything significant. I think he just went over and was like, "They're trying to sub you, bro." <laughs> and then Kepa was like, "No," and yeah. he was like, "Okay, fine." It just it really shows how little respect they have for Sari, how much he's completely lost the dressing room. Like that's more embarrassing. I knew that they didn't respect him. I knew that they had kind of quit on him and stuff. Yeah. And we've had issues with that and we've talked about that. But like just the open, the sheer balls on Keppa to be like, nah, fuck you. Nah, fuck you. I'm not doing it. Fuck you. And everyone else was like, okay. And they just kind of didn't even say anything. To, like, And then afterwards, Sorry comes out and is like, oh, it was just a misunderstanding. It's fine. I'm not angry at all. Like that's fucking pathetic. Like, dude, grow some balls. I would respect Sorry more if he brought down the fucking hammer on Keppa. Yeah. And was like, I'm not fucking playing this kid, you know, whatever, like, just, like, coming down hard. Instead, he, like, was making excuses for him, clearly lying, no one believes you. Yeah, I mean, exactly. That, that The story that, um, yeah, that they he didn't know the situation until the doctor had come back to the bench. Well, why, once the final whistle, whistle had gone, was Rudiger basically holding you back? Right, from exactly. Going yeah. over to him, if if the if the situation was just miscommunication, and once the doctor, once the physio came over and said, "Oh no, he's okay," you you would have been like, "Oh, okay, fine, everything's cool." It, right, it's yeah, just ridiculous. I, I don't think anyone for a single second believes the PR bullshit has it's been mad. on it. And yeah. and the simple fact is, and maybe I'll be on a slightly different tack to you then, Oscar, is the reason they had to come out and do this is because it's an absolute joke and an embarrassment. Like, it's symptomatic and kind of gives evidence to what everyone has suspected about Chelsea as an outsider for a few years. And that that is that the inmates run the asylum. And it's not just the thing with Sarri and, and saying that Sarri's lost the dressing room because he's come out several times and said, you know, I can't motivate these players, etc., etc., etc. You look at uh, Conte, the same thing happened. The players stopped playing for him and was taking him out. The same thing happened with Mourinho. I, I think it's just the sign that they none of them give a shit and they and they feel very entitled. I think it's it's disgusting for the way he displayed himself. I think it's I also think it's ridiculous that the referee then didn't book Kepper for delay of play because yeah, that's absolutely. what that is yeah. uh, for refusing to come off. And I don't give a shit what the the misunderstanding of situation is. Kepper it, We'll always have the defence of Chelsea now, sadly, and because of the way football is, because he cost them £71 million. If Chelsea believed it was truly a misunderstanding or whatever, they wouldn't have fined him a week's wages, whatever that is, 100 200k. You can't sit there as an inexperienced young goalkeeper and see and, and not understand how things work. And the fact that your manager who hasn't won a trophy before, is in an incredibly difficult position, is getting to the end of extra time, so brings on Willy Caballero, who, you know, goalkeeper substitutions are fairly common nowadays, especially in cup finals, etc. Right, right, right. Um, right. And everywhere. This happened, I remember, notably with Tim Kroll 
a few years ago for Holland, and he then went on and saved two, maybe even three penalties. To bring on Caballero, who's got decent experience and is a good penalty saver in both dead ball mm-hmm. situations and shootouts, and as well, used to play for that fucking team. Yeah. So if there's anyone who's going to have an insider knowledge or, or gain some sort of advantage, it's there. And the fact that Kepa, in such a petulant, disgusting way, yeah. and I don't care what he says, I do not care what he says, because he didn't even attempt to go over, explain if that was genuinely it, he wouldn't be basically making fuck-off gestures to him. It just shows that at the minute, and unfortunately it does pay me a bit to say this, Oscar, and I do feel sorry for you, that Chelsea Football Club seem to be a bit of a joke at the minute. Because they've got this going on around them. They've got a manager that no one trusts. They've got a transfer ban coming in. They've had issues with racism recently with regards to Raheem Sterling. I've then seen videos circulating of Chelsea fans smashing up cafes or something. And then all standing around chanting, we are Chelsea, we do what we want. I just think it's fucking disgusting, to be honest. I just can't, cannot believe. And and if, if it was any, any other job profession there would be so much shit flying down and he, oh, he should instantly Kepa should just be dropped that should be it gone because it respect is the two-way street then as well and it and if they're saying that Sarri had you know the players don't have his respect then why should he you know have that respect back to Kepa and, and shouldn't play him I I don't disagree with anything that you said I just don't care enough to make like a whole thing of it the club seem to want to move on. The guy wants to move on. Like it, it is what it is. It to, to me, it's not interesting, insofar as it's not really any new information. It reveals the extent to which I think it gives more evidence to what people have hypothesized for a few years. Yeah, I definitely like, think it does. That it just shows. Okay, yeah. So it's snakes in the dressing room. Yeah, I mean, we we talked and about that a couple of weeks ago. as much as you say Azpi is a nice guy, and if Azpilicueta is such a nice guy, then he would still have respect for his manager. If what you're saying. With, with regards to that is true and if he is the club captain he should have that respect to his manager because that's just the way it works you don't th- this is the problem now with footballers when do you ever see a footballer dropped or got rid of or sold off because of problems it never happens the manager is always the scapegoat it's 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 ridiculous and and so every everything in in that regards with modern football they and uh, i hate saying this but that's that's what's wrong with it is that the players do control it it's as simple yeah. as that. And if they don't want to do something, they can get people fired. No, and I, I like, I fully, fully agree. I think that obviously the the locker room, there's a lot of bad or bad influences, players that are like not, I don't know, the right kinds of players. We we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Like maybe Hazard doesn't have his head on right and he he's never going to push on to that next level. Maybe a lot of guys are willing to quit on the manager and like, what the fuck? This is the third time this has happened. Unacceptable. But and then obviously, like from the sorry side of it, he's a terrible manager. He should be able to motivate them. That's literally his job. But and like you could talk about, like, oh, maybe they're an impossible group. But like he's still doing a particularly bad job of it. And and, and you you know you talk about the racism and the fans and like a lot of Chelsea fans are bad. <laughs> like, but I think that's the case with everywhere. Like a lot of people are just bad, and so they happen to be Chelsea fans, or they happen to be Liverpool fans, or they happen to be Palace fans, or like whoever they are. Like there's a lot of shitty fans everywhere. Um, burn it all down. Like burn it, just burn it all down. I, I don't. That's what I mean. Like this is all shit that I've talked about that we've talked about in recently, in like the last two episodes. It's just been like, oh, these players suck. Sell them all in the summer. This manager sucks. Get rid of them as soon as possible. The fans suck. Sorry, guys, we have shitty fans. Chuck's come at it from 
Kepper's point of view, and I'm in agreement, like, it's ridiculous. Your manager wants you off. It doesn't even matter if there wasn't an injury, like you say. There's no previous for taking goalkeepers off before penalty shootouts. Exactly what you said. But from Sarri's point of view, the whole situation was avoidable. And he and he's made himself he's made his position completely untenable now. So it looked like Chelsea, and it still bizarrely looks like Chelsea are, are sticking with him. But all he needed to do was stick to his guns. There, that's all he needed to do. Yeah, it was sort of ridiculous that the referee even came over and asked, "What do you want to do?" Because that was because of the context of he knows the situation with Sarri. A lot of other managers that would have just been like you say, booking, whatever. You know, get off. You're being subbed off. But anyway, all Sarri had to do was stick to his guns. When the referee comes over, yeah, he's coming off. He's coming off. That's it. Mm, let, right. him, let him act like a twat if you want. And he he's the bad guy. Everyone will see it like that. And job done. You know, but instead there was this to and fro, no one knows what's happening. Going off down the tunnel, half pulling off your jacket. That's a good look. Nice one. Coming back. Like, it was just, the whole thing was completely avoidable. And now they know they can do what they like. Exactly. You know, if if they didn't know it before, they fucking do now. It's embarrassing. It's just embarrassing. Like, but I'm not going to harp on that because we've been a fucking embarrassment for weeks now. The only thing I'm focusing on, because I have to, is like that it was actually change tactics. I was so fucking ready to come on this goddamn podcast and be like, praise sorry, the guys played well, we changed the tactics, blah, 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 blah. And then he does that shit with Keppa. And Keppa was way out of line and way in the wrong, and we can all agree on that. But sorry handled that as poorly as you could. Yeah. Like the weakest kind of substitute teacher who has who's just like, stop it! Ah! And then the kids just keep throwing more papers at him. Like, get a grow a fucking pair and do your job. Get him the fuck off the pitch. Find him more than a week's worth wages. Don't fucking play him. If he starts tomorrow, like, we're a joke. We're just a joke. Yeah, we're, this will probably come out on Thursday. And uh, so you you will all know if he's started. But uh, yeah, at the minute, we have no idea whether Kepa's going to start this match. I mean, if I was in charge, not a chance. But I mean, God No, no chance. Same here. But he's like... He's down in the under 23. He's like, see you later. Yeah. He's, he's got the Luis Suarez punishment of going through and like teaching teaching the youth players and stuff. Yeah. I agree. Is he even that good? 71 million quid. Is he even that good? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's a good goalkeeper. No, that was a desperation buy because Courtois fucked us, remember? Yeah. He, like, refused to show up for training. Yeah. He went back. Oh, yeah. Oh, and also it's it's Bilbao. Like, Bilbao have ridiculous um, buyout clauses on their players because they only hire, they only sign Basque players, I think. No. Is it Basque? I don't know. One of the regions of Spain. They They only sign people from that region. That's why they're very limited with who they can sign. And they, they sold, like, Emmerich Laporte um, for 50-something million and then yeah. Aretha Balaga for 71. But they they have all that money and they can't spend it on anyone because well, there are no... That's my big fear going into this summer, too. With the tr- like, So we didn't really touch on the transfer ban. Chelsea have a two-window transfer ban. It's happened to a bunch of clubs. It happened to Madrid, both of the Madrid clubs. It happened to Barca. It's just part of, like... <sighs> I guess all clubs just ignore this rule and then eventually FIFA comes down on them or whatever. But the everyone else has appealed it, and then it gets pushed back by one transfer window. So I think it's pretty safe to say that the assumption seems to be in in like everyone in the media and in, at the club that they'll still have this summer to take care of what they need to take care of. 
and then the next two windows will be where the ban goes into effect. But like with Keppa, where they had us over a barrel because they knew the season starts in three days and you need a keeper so we can charge you whatever we want. You're going to pay it this summer when we go to make moves because we're probably going to, you know, whatever ends up happening with Hazard. William and Pedro are both old, so we need to get some wingers. Like, you know, we've talked about the left back situation. Emerson starting was great. I like Emerson, but he's also not a true left back. He's a left wing back, just like Alonso. Like, there are things that this club needs to do. And everyone else in the world knows that we have that transfer ban coming up. And that's going to put a 40% hike on all of the prices. Like, oh, you want this left back? 200 million pounds. What are you going to do? You need a left. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's why we paid so much for Kepa. I don't think he's that good. But he was like one of the few targets they had, and everyone and like Belbao knew that we just had to pay whatever they wanted because we needed a keeper. All right. Well, moving on from that match, uh, let's just briefly touch on the other. And there's not going to be much to say here because holy shit, was this boring? Manchester United zero, Liverpool zero, zero point five to zero point five on XG. I think the biggest story there was how weird it was with all the injuries and substitutions. Like there was nothing else to talk about. Yeah, didn't. So Matic got injured in the warm-up and had to be subbed out of the team, I think, out of the lineup. But it was like in time where it wouldn't have counted. And then they made three subs by like half time? Within half an hour, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was 20-something minutes. Fucking hell. And Rashford was on injured for pretty much the whole game, wasn't he? Yeah, he had to just put up with it, yeah. Rashford just ran, yeah. Well, not even ran around because he was he. Every time he went to make a run, I was like, Jesus, this guy's gonna tear his hamstring. And one of the subs had to be subbed off because he himself yeah, got injured. Yeah, best mate Jesse Lingard. <laughs> <laughs> Upset to see that. Sorry. This poor. It's, it's, it, as much as I hate Jesse Lingard, it is very poor form to laugh at someone getting injured. So yeah, I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, we're not really doing that's, that. Yeah. That's not why I <laughs> laugh at that. Although he is a prick. Um, <laughs> get well soon. <laughs> so I, I I think really the only thing to talk about is that this was Liverpool's game in hand, and they only got one point out of it, whereas three would have been obviously much better. So they're only going to be one point ahead of City now. They're both on 27 games played, which leaves us very well set up for an actual title race. Because even three points is a pretty big lead. That's a two-result turnaround. Like, one point is nothing. And this also helps Chelsea out. Because <laughs> Chelsea have a game in hand, and they're only two points behind United, three points behind Arsenal. So if they win tomorrow against Spurs, they're back into fourth place probably. So it, it does make things really tight for the title and for top four, which I know Chuck doesn't care about, but it does mean a whole lot of money. And generally speaking, if the better teams have things to play for, as opposed to just running down the season with nothing going on, that does make for more entertaining matches for everyone. So I, I think to me, that's the big story is like, what a wasted opportunity for Liverpool, especially against United using all of their subs before halftime and having another player injured, they were basically playing with 10 men. Liverpool have to look at that and think that they fucked up. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand it. Do you think they got into their own heads? Well, Salah looked tired. Salah hasn't been himself for weeks. Yeah, all those United players out, they're known for being quite free-flowing. I think there was some weird stuff with Klopp too, because Firmino came off and he seemed to be really hesitant to put on Shakiri. Shakiri? Shakiri. Yeah, um, Shakiri. <laughs> no, no, no. It's Shakiri like Dakiri. That's how we're saying it now. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, which was weird because, like, you would think that you want to bring on an attacking player when their other team, first of all, is bad at defending, period, on a regular day, and then also have injuries. Like, 
but he didn't. He pl- he played it very conservatively, which seemed like a misstep to me. I definitely missed my prediction of two uh, one, but um, Smalling, oh, Smalling, Chris Smalling <laughs> was so, scored, all he had he? to do was stick his leg out. Yeah, he was a bit there, and he just he, oh, he just went. No, it's all right. Just let it go. <laughs> very apathetic. Yeah. Wasn't happy about that, but yeah, I th- even again now it's rumored with uh, lip reading and stuff. But it's rumored that Klopp basically at the end of oh, end of the game yeah. went up to Solskjaer and just went, "That was pretty shit." <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, does, it did look like he said that was a shit game. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean it really was. It was just we all got excited for it, and then yeah, that happened. And I think it was really bizarre watching it with all the injuries and the substitutions. But also, like, I think that distracted from how bad of a match it was. Yeah, and it really would have broken up the game with that amount of injuries and God knows what was happening. Yeah. All right, well, that about does it for part one. So we'll take a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll get into the usual second part stuff. So stick around. Welcome back to Three People Talking, um, where we've spoken a bit about drab nil-nils, and then we often open it up in part two to you guys to get in touch with the questions, uh, be that on Facebook or Twitter, Twitter's at MilesOffsidePod, or drop us an email at uh, gmail.com forward slash MilesOffsidePod. Ian, questions now. What did you just say the email was? <laughs> It literally sounded like you went internet.com forward slash uh, say Ian's name three times and then it will go through. I probably did. Yeah, okay. I've had a long week. Okay. I don't remember words. Milesoffsidepod at gmail.com if there you want is. to be like the second person to ever send us an email. Oh, yeah, I did like half Patreon. That's what I, now I know what yeah. I said. Yeah, you, yeah. Li- you literally said email.com slash milesoffsidepod. <laughs> I, email. like, I really want to try that. What's email.com go to? I said Gmail. I fucking said oh, Gmail you? at least, you <laughs> prick. Well, if only we were on a recorded medium and we could check. Yeah, um, if only this could be checked back. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Dave Matteo comes in and keeps the food theme from last week going. A lot of uh, a lot of food talk on our Twitter. Dave Matteo, if you became famous tomorrow, don't know what he means by became, I mean already famous, but fine. Huge in Norway, bud. Yeah. Big in France as well. Huge in France. Big in Bermuda. Um, they named a sandwich after you. What do you want in the sandwich? Can I just use the sandwich I talked about last week that's already my favourite sandwich in the world? The Beast. What, you just have that named after you? Yeah, just rename it. Not The Beast, the OP. Let's go for it. Let's run Let's run through this again just so you guys know because it, it deserves to be said again. Yeah, yeah, what was in this? Yeah. Breaded chicken cutlet. Cheese. Whichever you choose. Cheddar is usually my go-to. Bacon, onion rings, French fries, and gravy on a garlic footlong hero or sub or whatever you call that bread, depending on where you're from. Mm-hmm. So good. Ooh. Fuck me up with the gravy, baby. So much going on there. Um, mine after the food chat last week would just be a tortilla wrap with some uh, sort of no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably like the one sandwich that I've made that has been like the best sandwich is um is just sausage, bacon, black pudding, and Guinness brown sauce. Jesus yeah. It's just me. that is a heart attack. <laughs> heart attack waiting to yeah, happen. Yeah, well, like, it's just like. 
know, the bread is just like a glove for eating meat with your hands, isn't it? The bread is very much a side side issue. <laughs> just everything in there, just taking meat. It'll be like there's a, the bit in Friends where Phoebe's pregnant and, and starts to eat meat again, and she's just like talking through it. She's like, what are you going to put on next? Some salami. Oh, yeah. Now what oh, yeah. next? <laughs> Pepperoni. Oh, good. Wait, what's that? <laughs> Pastrami. Yes! Like, it's just that. Cheddar on white bread for me. Cheddar on white bread, no butter, <laughs> no. please. <laughs> yeah, no butter. Just a toasty. <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know, maybe like beef brisket, um, jalapeno coleslaw. That's a thing for me at the minute. I'm all about jalapeno coleslaw. So, sorry, was that was that jalapeno and coleslaw or jalapeno coleslaw? Jalapeno coleslaw. Ah, okay. Two buckets of heavy cream. <laughs> One tub of double cream. Oh, shit, I forgot the cream. <laughs> I've got a crowbar There's cream a into big this. theme to your home cooking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assume you. I, I assume everyone's washing that down with half a pint of cream. That's uh, yeah, 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 for dipping. <laughs> yeah, cream for dipping. Yeah, yeah, that's what I dip my chips in as well, Carmen. Uh, Adam P asks, uh, in honour of the new Alan Partridge show, this is going to just be one for me and you, Chuck. Who do you think Alan's favourite current Premier League player would be and which manager would he cosy up to? Never know. Oscar might have seen it. Nope, uh, but I'd give an answer known. anyway. If you want. Oh, it was... <laughs> oh, go on then. What's your answer? Not knowing anything about Alan Partridge at all, I'm going to say that his favourite player would be Leroy Sané because he's very oh, quick no. and Alan Partridge is quick-witted. Oh no! You've, no, you've okay. misjudged. I don't know. I don't. Is he funny? I don't actually know anything about him. I think he's a comedian. If I had to guess, uh, and favorite manager would be Jose Mourinho, just because he's entertaining. Maybe. No, that one you're not not massively. For. I can see. I can see. What, so, what's there. Alan Partridge's deal? Tell me. Enlighten me. Right. I I can't do that unless we're going to do an Alan Partridge podcast. That. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you can do it one day. I need with such is such is the canon. I I would need. You can do a brief synopsis of the character. Okay. So uh, he is a failed... Well, he's a comedy character, first of all. It's not an actual, an actual guy. Oh, it's a comedy okay. character. There you go. Didn't know that. There you go. So you're learning. Um, he is a failed uh, TV stroke radio presenter. Um, oh. And so ev- everything he does is, is sort of a, a spoof, basically. But, um, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, uh, brilliantly, though, the character's existed since... The early nineties on yeah, radio, very early 90s. and like the just the way they've just kept a sort of storyline of his life going. Like there's an autobiography where the guy reads it for eight hours in character. It's just the best. Um, it's, it's so yeah. There's a whole sort of his career has just been what's the word? Just no, like noted down, and everything's kept in order. So like his his horrible divorce with his wife and stuff always pops up in his work, and it's just it's brilliant. Okay, so is he like a sad sack, or is he yeah. like just an asshole? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, <laughs> okay. definitely a bit of pathos, pathos to the comedy. Definitely, sort of. So maybe sorry then, sorry and Keppa, right? <laughs> that's that's like the height of like pathetic, sad but funny, and sorry's kind of a prick. You can imagine Sari just going, Dan. Dan, Dan, <laughs> Dan. <laughs> that's what he was lines. doing, Keppa. Kepper! Kepper. <laughs> Screaming his name about 20 times. Brilliant. Uh, <laughs> oh, he's not heard me. 
Um, I don't know. It, current managers, I can't think of what comes to mind, but it's it's Pardew, isn't it? It's it's got to be. Alan's, yeah, that's a great all Alan's together. Yeah, that is a great. Yeah, he would love him. Yeah, British, like British, a, a bit showy. Dances, probably yeah. drives a Lexus. Lexus. Uh, thinks people who drives Mercedes are sad. sad. Um, Brilliant, yeah. He's possibly a sex person, so <laughs> run away. He's definitely a sex person. <laughs> They're sex people, Lynn. Um, oh, that's a great shout. Yeah, definitely Pardew. Yeah. Definitely Pardew. Um, yeah. And then for the other aspect of personality, probably James Milner. Workhorse, yeah, maybe. Mark Noble. I feel I thought. like I understand the character less than I did five minutes ago. Okay, <laughs> it, there's, there's, it's it's nuanced. It's very it's very nuanced. It is. Yeah, I like this one. Yeah, Carmen said, uh, given that I'm a Patreon of the podcast, if I want to cancel my pledge to patronize another podcast, can the Miles Offside podcast refuse to be subbed? <laughs> <laughs> Which I enjoyed. Yes, because we have your bank details. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we will steal your identity. Maybe we already have. I enjoyed that one, though. Um, yeah, that is good. That's a good joke. And um, Sam Danby, who, uh, being as he's a, a five-star reviewer of ours, that means he's a five-star gentleman, um, he DM'd us a picture of um, a pizza that he got in Norway uh, with... Um, <sighs> did you see it, Chuck? Yeah, yeah I saw it. <laughs> oh, I did not see so good. Is that on our Twitter? It's he DM'd us it, so it's uh, it's a kebab meat pizza, but it's also got fries all over it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's so upsetting. And then let it me, looks like me, it has the sort this. of um, what is it? The the uh, what is that sauce they put in kebabs? The white sauce. I fucking can't think of garlic sauce. Garlic sauce. That's right. Garlic sauce. Thank you. Yeah, couldn't think of that, but yeah, it's got that just just spunked all over it. <laughs> it just looks great. Sam Danby. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no! Yes! No! Just no! Yes! I. Oh. That's a disgrace. That's a that bigger disgrace than. That is the very definition Keppa. of fusion, right there. That's fusion. Ugh! <laughs> that's Norway's so paving the way, yo. Hipster nonsense. Ugh! That's not even hipster. That's me, just dirty. It, it makes me so angry. Uh, I thought you'd enjoy that. I thought you'd enjoy no. that. Well, zero enjoyment. I immensely enjoyed it, and I want one. In my face. Well, you've got to go to Norway. I mean, if we keep being massive, we'll eventually do a live show there and then we'll just be dripping in kebab pizzas, I imagine. I don't think that would be garlic sauce on you. <laughs> That's a shame. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, I know you would. You slut. <laughs> uh, or if you want to say it in Norwegian, that would be kebab pizza. <laughs> Google Translate oh. either doesn't know what to do with that, or those are the same words in Norwegian. Brilliant. Thank God I can order one, if I ever can. Yeah. <laughs> Very good to know. Yeah. So, um, Sam Danby also took the food interaction up a notch um, this week as well. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know, I think you tweeted it from the account, Oscar, or maybe it was on your personal account, I'm not sure, but you tweeted a, uh, a fry-up that you'd ordered, um, was it last That's week? That's right. Yeah? To rate my tweets, or rate my... Uh... Rate, my, rate plate, my plate. Right, is that the name? But it, well, describe the fry up for us first, Oscar. Uh, well, I was at an American diner. American diner, of course, I'm in America. I was at a diner. It's just a diner, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a, to us, it's just a diner. Yeah, it's <laughs> sort of like how in China they call Chinese food food. Like, right. Do they? Exactly. Mm, yeah, just food. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah, they, they don't even say it in Chinese. They just call it food. It's really weird. It's true. Check Google Translate. Uh, so I'm at a diner. It's Sunday morning. I'm like, oh, I want to get me as close as I can get to an English fry-up. So I get... So you jump on a plane and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I got um, eggs, bacon, sausage, white toast, grilled tomatoes, and baked beans. And I put them all on the same plate. And I took a picture of it and was like, this is basically a fry-up. And then everyone flipped out and said that it did not look correct. I was like, it's not as good as like an actual English fry-up, but it had all the key components. Like, Okay. Well, Sam Danby took it a step further because what he's done is he's put it on the uh, Facebook group, uh, Rate My Plate. And oh, okay. uh, this, is a, this is a closed group that requires you to be uh, a member. And uh, Oh, this so- is you, what? <laughs> And so far, it's attracted 72 comments. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, so. Oh, my God. I like that you genuinely didn't tell us this either. No. Oh, yeah, this, this is, is so great. good. One of my favorite podcasts, the um, Weekly Planet. It's not sports. It's nerdy stuff. But they have a segment once in a while called Hate Mail, where the hate is with an eight. And it's just eight pieces of mail, but it's never actually eight. They just read like a list of people just calling them garbage and saying, fuck I love you. It. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm like, I've, this is, you're fulfilling a lifelong dream right now. This is your okay. roast. Eight yeah. Well, this is all, this is all Sam Danby's work. This is nothing Thank to you, do Sam. with me. He messaged me today and said, uh, said what he'd done and uh, uh, sent me some choice comments. And I've since joined the group so I could look at all of them. <laughs> but, um, all right, let's hear it. Uh, Carl Morgan says, Oscar needs his feet beaten with a bamboo stick. <laughs> okay. Um, Why are they talking about my sex life, though? <laughs> it's rude, isn't it? Really, just need your fry up rating. Maybe Carl's getting involved. Uh, Oscar requires buggering for that plate of shite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Jesus Christ! Um, uh, so Stephen Koshot, um beans with brown sugar and shitty bacon. People have been murdered for less. <laughs> <laughs> who he's talking about uh, that gets a reply I imagine meals in Guantanamo Bay have been more appetising <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that bad seems harsh seems harsh oh. um, it's not if you see the picture of it <laughs> well your beans got a lot of a lot of hate because they're quite dark yeah that seems to be the thing yeah so obviously they didn't look like the wrong colour to me yeah what's wrong with them tell me well like it, we, we have a more sort of bright bright red sauce and the yes yeah, it's, it's sort of like more of a tomatoey more orangey orange yeah orangey actually yeah oh, okay. orange sauce yeah um because these look like sort of not kidney barbecue beans, beans but what say again like like barbecue beans like when you but, yeah to, bar- like, yeah a... these look, look yeah, like they're barbecue. baked beans that's just they just get made with like syrup and brown sugar yeah not in this not beans. in this country it's like a tomatoey sauce and it's yeah no very... no i know i know the beans didn't taste quite right Right. I've had I've had many English fry-ups. Sorry, yeah, no, I did. I I have defended you later on in this, but no one replied. Um, Let's hear it. <laughs> um, someone else, uh, can we have the wall built between us and America instead? <laughs> <laughs> that's not a full English. That's a fucking hate crime. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Feeling particularly upset about it there. Wow. Okay. Um, All right. Uh, Oscar is deluded. Do not be like Oscar. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> He's up there with Oscar Pistorius. Needless. That one. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bit excessive. Needless. Shots fired. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> uh, why would nice. you put rabbit shit on a plate? Again, having a go at the beans. <laughs> um, I 
think the last one is uh, the beans look like they've been shat out by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so mostly people just hate the beans, I guess. Beans are the main yeah issue. There was a lot of them on the plate. They did take up like half the plate. I was like, yeah. oh, this is more beans than I thought. There's a lot of beans. Your eggs did look like they've been ironed as well. <laughs> oh, I got, I got my eggs over hard because I don't like a runny yolk, which I know is like the least English thing. Yeah. You guys want the egg to basically be uncooked. Ugh. It's fucking disgusting. <laughs> but I, I like my eggs over hard. So yeah, they, 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 they do get a little smaller that way. No good. Yeah, there were a lot of Oscar the Grouch picture, pictures posted. Sure, sure. You know, yeah. standard. But, yeah, I had a fantastic name for growing up. Got made fun of a whole lot in school. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Oscar the Grouch, Oscar Meyer Wieners, <laughs> which I don't know if you guys have over there. Um, luckily, Oscar Pistorius wasn't around yet, <laughs> or he was around, but just you know, not not, not shooting anyone yet. Yeah, yeah no. not notably murdered. <laughs> that didn't gain notoriety yet. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. That's good. Yeah, stuff. I thought you'd enjoy that. I thought you'd enjoy that. Just I, I think it's it's all calmed down a bit now because it's a very busy group. Lots of vomit sure. emojis. You should post that garbage-ass fries pizza with white sauce on it and see what people say. Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. Do you know what? I'll do that, and then next week I'll uh, see what the answer Check in with it. Yeah. I bet I would... No, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck... Is it just American or just English people? Is it American people too? Like, I think it seems like it's mostly English people. Oh, don't worry. Oh, okay. that me and Ian are not a very good sample size for the opinion of that pizza. A lot of people will no, hate that No, but English pizza. people have terrible opinions on food. A lot of people will hate that pizza. All right, let's do that then. I'm excited to check in next week okay. on the pizza. I'll do that next week then. I'll put the um, I'll put that kebab and fries pizza that Sam Danby uh, sent us. I'll put that on the on the group, and see what oh, sort that of was fun. comments we get back. I that thought you'd really enjoy fun. that. Yeah. I'll... Yeah. Uh, well, just fuck you guys. Just fuck you. <laughs> you're That's right. all. Sam Danby. Get fucked. You're a gentleman. Of yeah. The that was that Thank was you. Yeah, that quite was something from Sam. That I just. This is the Sam Danby episode. Yeah, huh? I know. He's, he's done well. As well as giving us a five-star review, he's, he's uh, pulled, pulled a lot of good stuff out of the bag there. Sam, Sam messaged me with that, and I just had to message him back instantly saying, do not send that to Oscar or Chuck. I need to, I need to get them reacting to those comments live. Because when I read the Guantanamo Bay one, I just fucking pissed off. <laughs> <me. laughs> uh, yeah, thanks for that, Sam. The, the wall one was my favourite. Yeah. It's always good. It's a great, it's a, it's a really good group actually. Because I think I told you about the, yeah, the woman who posted her fry up previously and got an absolute cane in about. Did you make those eggs in a fucking tumble dryer and stuff? It's fucking brilliant, <laughs> right? But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so good. It's just, it, I feel good like stuff. English people have that wrapped up that sort of comedy. It's just absolutely brilliant. But anyway, you're just being a prick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm much, not. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you won't get any I'm arguments. Well aware. Yeah. I encounter it every week. <laughs> you wanted to start this podcast, mate. Come on. I know. I know. <laughs> but if you want to be a Patreon of the podcast, a patron, patron. of the podcast, patron. there are a few different levels you can pledge at. If you go to patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod, uh, you can get extra, extra nonsense in your ear holes. Uh, Oscar got a lot of love from uh, patron Johnny OG on the DMs about his nerdy newsstand this week. That's right. Yeah, I'll be dedicating this Friday's episode to him. Yeah. <laughs> Unless something crazy happens between now and Friday, I'll be doing a deep dive per his request on my thoughts on The Last Jedi. There you Ooh. go. So if you if you uh, pledge $5 a month, you know, you can get that sort of uh, tailored service where Johnny OG has uh, mentioned a certain thing and now Oscar's going to do a mini pod for you. Yeah, literally we're whores. We'll do out. 
Fuck yeah. It's true. Yeah. I just want to talk to anyone about Star Wars, including yeah. an empty microphone. <laughs> an empty microphone. An empty room with a microphone. Fuck you. All right, that's what I, I said what I said. <laughs> he loves humor. <laughs> um, but uh, I do an FPL one as well. Although you, uh, why you'd want to listen to me this this year? <laughs> don't know. Maybe the worst year ever. But I I frame what you maybe should do, and then I ignore my own advice and do other things. Although I've got Sigurdsson this week, and he scored two tonight. So I didn't say get Sigurdsson though. In the no, mini-pod. you didn't. I just did no. it. You're one of those so. people who saves the actual <laughs> advice. Yeah. And doesn't do it. Sorry about that, yeah. bastard. Uh, and um, and Chuck, well, you saved your rant this week for the main pod. Well, yeah, I was going to put it on Patreon. And uh, the problem is, like, most of mine are based on around anger, and I've actually been quite <laughs> placid recently. So, um, yeah, you can get a pill for that. <laughs> oh, sorry, placid, placid. <laughs> Over the counter now. Let yeah, him leave a description. It. Yeah, <laughs> get a bluey in the bogs, innit? <laughs> <laughs> Don't mispronounce that. <laughs> Either one, either one, they both work. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Taken... Right, it took a turn. Um... Chuck could always put happy stuff on. I was expecting maybe a, a happier rant after 4 1, but um, there was nothing forthcoming, even though you were the no. pu- Puel killers. No. But there, there, there is sadly the problem at the minute that obviously working in hospitality and running a pub that officially yesterday it was located in the hottest place in Europe. Um, I might have been getting shafted for the last few days, so I haven't even really watched full highlights of, the, of that Palace game yet. <laughs> Blimey! Okay. So yeah, well, even so, we give our we give our Patreons value, and um, last week there was, I mean. We record for longer than we put out. We cut we cut stuff out sometimes, and yeah. last... and we do put out. Sorry, and we do put out. We do put out. Yeah, no problem. Um, we cut out six minutes of stuff last week that then Oscar suggested we should put out as a Patreon outtake. It's literally my favorite thing that's ever happened on this podcast. I don't yeah. think I've laughed that much in years. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. It was a good one. So we got. Um, what even was the initial question? What, it was about uh, man crushes. What celebrity man celebrity crush man crushes? And somehow, and you, yeah. I ended up talking about the Netflix documentary "Abducted in Plain Sight" with that weirdo old bloke who says he wanked off his friend who kidnapped his door. It's a good, it's a good yeah. outtake. I, I'm not, I don't <laughs> want to get into fantastic. it. Because we were totally on track, yeah. and it's like, oh, Ian, who do you have a crush on? And then you just went off about this really weird thing. Old dude wanking chat. Yeah. There's a pedophile and a a hand job. And and me and Chuck are just looking at each other like, what the fuck is happening right now? It's it's ironic that the most Ian's ever spoken in a row on this podcast (laughs) gets cut out. It was wildly unusable. Had nothing to do with anything. You just kind of like, just went off. Quietly and sad. It was, it was yeah. something to see. So I, so I would say it's worth the five bucks just for that fucking clip alone. Yeah, absolutely, it's worth it. And and one of you one day will fulfill my dream of letting me buy you some socks <laughs> <laughs> at that thirty dollar level. Just keep asking. Just keep. It's going to happen one day. It's going to be someone who's drunk and stupid. Very much my target demographic. <laughs> 
<laughs> and Oscar really wants to make you a spreadsheet. He really, he was adamant about getting that in there as well. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'll make you a spreadsheet, <laughs> please. Yeah. So check out patreon.com slash milesoffsidepod. There's lots of uh, extras. And we're open to ideas as well. Like Chuck said, we're whores. Yeah, I'll literally do out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so go to email.patreon slash milespatreonpart. Hyphen, give Chuck money. Outtake, hashtag, backslash, backslash, buy socks. We haven't done it in a few weeks, guys. And I know you're all excited. Because it's time for... The Predicted League, League of Predictions, sometimes we made it happen, but he hasn't updated it for a few weeks, because he couldn't open the file, because his laptop shit, and now he's done it, it's Chuck with the Predicted League. Predicted League. So anyway, the old bloke wanked off his mate. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of wank, Oscar... (laughs) You're letting the side down, Oscar. Why? You're not bottom anymore. What? Ooh, what? What? Yeah. Been... Your, your son's still shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> He's Finn. down there, sadly, Finley. <laughs> Is it child abuse? I don't know. Are you ruining his dreams, Oscar? Um, I, I think whoever comes in last should go to a Singapore jail for three years. Unless it's me. <laughs> I think that's absolutely fine. Um, that was in the small print that I did send out. I sent out a T's and C's to everyone. Um, and yeah, three years in a Singaporean jail was uh, very much the wooden spoon. Fair, fair. Um, Oscar, you're only just above, though, on 78. This isn't including tonight's games and obviously just the Tuesday and the Wednesday fixtures. Uh, Placement-wise, I'm not that far off of you um, because I'm only three spots ahead, but on 64. Ian, you're in fifth place, mate, with 48. So still Mm. well up there. Okay. But there has actually been uh, quite a few changes at the top. Has there? Um, Yes. So we'll go up from Ian. In fourth is Pad Full now uh, on 44 points. Third place, resident punching bag Adam P (laughs) on 42 and there's a tie at the top with Oscar's new boyfriend, John OG. <laughs> and brand new to the top three as well, Mr. Raphael Chateaubriand wow. is up there Fucking on 38 hell. points. From out of nowhere, Cinderella story. Raphael, John OG, even Ian are all in prime position to win themselves that £51 gift card to the club of their choice. Um, it's just a shame that Raffle. Raf won't be buying it for a Premier League team anymore once Southampton get relegated. Yeah, he'll be able to get loads of stuff in a championship gift shop, won't he? Yeah, loads of stuff. Sales, <laughs> innit? Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. Yeah. Oh, well. And so that's where we sit. Shall we look at the fixtures? I can't say upcoming fixtures because the upcoming fixtures for us are the past fixtures for them. And it's we're very much in a time vortex again. I don't understand how any of this works still. Um, but we'll look at we'll look at this weekend's fixtures. Starting Saturday, second of March, the early kickoff is the North London derby. <laughs> Spurs versus the Arsenal. Uh, I guess I'm rooting for Spurs at this point because they're too far ahead of us to matter, and Arsenal are right in there. So that's disgusting. But <laughs> I guess let's go Spurs <laughs> at their new stadium. Oh no, they're still at Wembley. So, yeah. Uh, no, still at Wembley. Yeah. Uh, and this was rumoured to be the first game as well, wasn't it? Again. Yeah. Again, yeah, I was going to say. Bloody hell. Again. How many first games Who do you knows? need? Yeah. 
Um, I'm going Spurs as well. Come on, the Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, Bournemouth, Man City is the next game with Brighton, Huddersfield, Burnley, Crystal Palace. Oh, Huddersfield as well. I'm not saving this till next week. How the... How do Huddersfield beat Wolves? It's the one week I bring three Wolves players into my bloody fantasy team and Huddersfield. Yeah. yeah. Not good. Huddersfield. Not good. Nope. Huddersfield. Fuck. <sighs> anyway, Brighton play Huddersfield. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Burnley play Palace. Um, what do you think Man about United, that? Uh, well, I wouldn't have felt as confident if Burnley hadn't just lost to Newcastle. Uh, so yeah, that's got a... it's good that the nine game unbeaten run is done so yeah we've you know it's a good win against Leicester uh, we're playing Man United at home as well and they've got a lot of injuries which means they'll probably only win 2-0 uh, so we won't be too <laughs> deflated after that yeah I think we can get a result at Turf Moor absolutely and that'll put us in, in really good stead on 33 points I believe yeah ooh flying high with 33 wow <laughs> 33 yeah keep keep dreaming sick place um, Man United play Southampton Wolves play Cardiff they'll probably lose again <laughs> shit Neil Warlock will have a lovely time um, sorry Colin Warlock will Colin, have yeah, a lovely time um, West Ham Newcastle then on Sunday we have Watford Leicester the West London derby I guess if anyone cares uh, Fulham against Chelsea and then what I've been reliably informed by Ian is the friendly derby yeah, friendly derby for Merseyside derby. Merseyside, it's all friendly up there. Yeah. Uh, there is the weird thing with just with ge- geography with Everton Liverpool that I'm not sure. I don't know because you know Oscar being American and geography, you know, uh, he might not know. But it's weird that Goodison Park is nearer to Liverpool than Anfield is, and Anfield is nearer to Everton than Goodison Park is. Is it? Yeah, it's very strange. Look it up. Google okay. Earth that shit. I will. But yeah, it's very strange. Um, Oscar, how are you feeling about the Fulham game? That'd be good for Chelsea, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are fully checked out. Do you think? Do you think Sarri will still be there at that point? Do, do yeah. You, what what it, do you think is going to happen? It, I really thought they would have fired him before the Spurs match, even. But it doesn't look like that's happening. What do you think the Spurs match will be as well? Um. Are we at home or are we at Spurs? It's at the bridge. We are at home. They play pretty good at home. I feel like we can still beat Spurs. On our day, we're a good fucking team, man. Like, yeah, you believe in yourself again. Yeah, it's just they're all over the place. But um, the bigger thing I'm looking at for this weekend is I think Bournemouth could do City. No. Really? I think we showed that City don't like when people are very defensive. And Bournemouth are a very good counterattacking team. And that's what we did. We held City and then we counterattacked with speed. But Bournemouth also can't defend. Bournemouth are pretty good. That's how they beat us. Defend and counter. No, they they built, beat Chelsea because, you know, clusterfuck. Because Sarri's naive and an idiot. <laughs> but Pep also is going to go in there thinking he can go all out attack against them. I think Bournemouth could do a result there. I do. I think they're good at sitting deep and counterattacking, and that's exactly the kind of thing, as Chelsea showed last weekend, that can get City. Well, I could maybe go over three and a half goals on both teams to score, but I'm not going to be betting on Bournemouth. No, no. And I mean, Bournemouth Bournemouth did follow up that famous Chelsea win by losing 2-0 to Cardiff. So... Yeah, but the difference being that Cardiff also wanted to defend. That's what I mean. Like, Bournemouth are good against a specific type, and it's a team that attacks with players and gives them space. I think that exactly suits them. 
Fair enough. Well, you've put your neck on the line there. Bet on it. You can now. Do it. I dare you. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Ian, any of those grab you as well, pal? I don't know. Peterborough Wickham? No. Peterborough and Wycombe? Wycombe! I, I did appreciate your tweet as well the other day when Peterborough had oh, scored yeah. against Strawberry Town. Oh, so pissed off. Went 1-0 up against Strawberry Town. And uh, then, as we've done so many times, got a player sent off and it all just fucking collapsed. Oh, good. Hey. Honestly, fucking, I don't know what's going on at the minute. We're we're not even going to get a playoff spot at this rate. And we oh. started the season so well. Yeah, you're unbeaten yeah. for like, yeah. what, double we digit games? Up to the Leeds game, right? Oh, it's uh, Portsmouth. I went to that and I saw our first loss, yeah. And uh, since then, it's just been an absolute shit show. Well, congratulations. So it's your fault. But yeah, congratulations on being to blame. It's Finley's fault. You say you're not going to get a playoff spot. You are in seventh. Come on, mate. You know how it is. I, at the minute... I know exactly we're, how we're it is We're in free with, fall, with so playoffs. it just feels like we're going to be 15th by the end of the season, so... Nah, nah. That's good. That's good striking distance. That's where you want to sit because there's there are always teams that make the charge at the end. Always. I just yeah, I just don't don't Cause Palace, see where it's Palace coming from. Palace did the exact same thing the year they went up to the Premiership. Like we were really really good at the start and that stood us in such good stead. And then we fell off a cliff. And then Holloway just got us into the playoffs. And then that's what got us up. Hmm. So just, you two uh, can dream of championship. I don't even know whether to go to this game. I've not seen them win at home this season. We've been so shit at home. I just I could go to this game, but I don't know. Go treat yourself. Yeah, treat myself to what another fucking two nil yeah, loss. Yeah, go treat yourself. Don't take the boy though. <laughs> no, don't take not him with boy. you. I love that. He's got his scarf, hat. You know, he's got his uh, shirt on. No, mate, you're not coming. Remember Scunthorpe? Yeah. <laughs> Lock him under the t- in the cupboard under the stairs, <laughs> and say you'll have enough, and then give him like a really old wind up TV to watch it on. Like the handheld ones. Give him one of them. Wind up TV. This is fucking not Billy Elliot. (laughs) (laughs) You do live in the north. You could always just leave him in the car with like a bowl of water and his favourite music. (laughs) And a sign that said, yeah, like you said, the sign. Brilliant, yeah. Yeah. He's well looked after and I have cracked a window. Well, there we go, guys. That's kind of everything as where we stand. We are still in limbo about the other fixtures. God, I hope somehow Palace beat Man United for the first time. Any closing thoughts from you guys? I always open this up as if it's going to be like a Jerry Springer moment. Yeah. We've learnt a lot today. Mostly that Oscar doesn't know how to get a decent breakfast. It was good. I stand by it. No, it wasn't. I'm not one to back down no, from my decision. Well, you should. It's a good breakfast. You, you're coming off. No. You're, com- you're coming off. No. You're coming off because I'm ending the episode. So you're coming off. So you don't get to decide. <laughs> I will stay here and record you by myself for the off. next 20 right, minutes. That's it. Thank you very much, ladies and gents. <laughs> Goodbye. Nah, fuck you. 